What's up, everyone? Hope you're having an awesome Thursday, whether it's morning, afternoon, or in the evening. Hope you enjoy your day. Uh, so today we have a fun conversation with Greg Mead, uh, one of the founders of CrossNet. And we talked about CrossNet in uh, our episode number 88. That's a game where they mixed Foursquare, one of everyone's top favorite recess games, uh, and volleyball. So getting a little more modern with it as well, some old school with some new and uh, we get to hear about how it started, what they were doing beforehand, because um, his, his brother was working uh, a different job prior, and then they needed his skills top on board to really go cross net full time for all three of them. So it is just them three. Everything is done uh, by them in house. Anything from legal to filling orders. So they're just hustling away, and their their potential, Tim, is pretty pretty outstanding. I I was amazed. He said uh, they're about a year in and year and a half he said they've been doing sales since last october and they're projected to hit two million soon but what do you think about the the rest of the interview yeah i i really enjoyed talking to greg um just yeah like i said i was impressed of their growth within just a year and just three people managing the company with with no extra employees that just shows that they actually know what they're doing and we talk about like how the idea formed um between the three of them how they launched it uh just the different operational aspects of starting the business, problems they had to overcome, uh, reasons why they were successful. And we really, it was good talking about them on an episode, but being able to talk to the CEO of the company mm-hmm. um, and kind of pick his brain a little bit about what he had to say and just getting some extra info that you're not just gonna get from reading a typical article. So, yeah. uh, and, and CrossNet, it's one of those games, it's 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 great because we said on the interview, is. It's Foursquare, so like anybody can join. It's not an exclusive game. Like it's one of those games where you'll walk by and you're like, "Oh, what's this game?" Uh, you can find more about the game game at CrossNetGame.com. Um, they're selling them for $150 right now, and uh, they're selling a lot of them right now. So go go and get one. Um, and great. I I loved uh, I loved their confidence in their product and their abilities too. Uh, we were going through a couple questions and. Uh, asked him about some some barriers they went through or if, if things surprised them and, and he, he said that they were confident in that they would always be at this point uh, so it's always uh, cool to hear the belief that that people have they just go all in on themselves and and to that point if you can't go all in on yourself then what what are you doing but these guys are making it happen they're hustling their nose at the grindstone every day uh, he said I think he was already on almost a 12-hour day today when we started talking to him, so that was considered more work. Um, but yeah, really fun interview, uh, very inspiring to just get after it, whether it starts as a side hustle or you just go all in from the get-go. Uh, they mixed it all up. So hope you guys enjoy this episode with Greg Mead, uh, one of the co-founders of CrossNet. So uh, for our listeners, I guess uh, we can just kind of jump right into it. How uh, how did you guys get started with this? We we just uh, learned about uh, CrossNet this past week and a half or so, um, as you kind of imagine from from the episode. But yeah, where where did it come from? What were you doing beforehand? Give us uh, kind of the the rundown here. Yeah, so CrossNet stemmed from me and my best friend, and also my brother. Um, we, we started this in Woodstock, Connecticut, um, in a little farm town. Um, we were watching ESPN highlights up one night, and the idea just came to us that we needed to either um, make a new, new game or, or a product that we wanted to do together. So 
we sat down all night, we made a list of ideas, and finally we crossed it off between a a wall charger speaker or CrossNet. And we, we ended up with CrossNet, and I think it was for the best. Okay. Um, so we ended up moving from Woodstock, Connecticut, and Pomfret, Connecticut, where Mike, our partner, lives, and we headed down to Miami, um, South Florida. Okay. That's awesome. And, like, obviously that's a huge entrepreneurial venture. I mean, were, were you were you guys – always looking to start a business like that before this had you guys had any experience starting a business before you had this idea uh, yeah for, that yeah from? so uh, to answer that question is uh i i've always done marketing social media and, and have some other e-com um, side projects that i hustled in in college um mike is a engineer from northeastern and my brother is a uh, college graduate from quinnipiac university in so we kind of all just um, mashed together and, and put collaborated idea uh, and we got this done. Okay. So we do have some background. So what, what was uh, the motivation behind moving down to Miami? Just is that uh, a high end market for you guys or uh, what was so attractive about that spot? Um, to be honest, we never even been to Miami before. Um, okay. <laughs> we, we decided we need to go to a beach um, so we can play cross on the beach all the time. Uh, we ended up moving to Miami and we didn't really do that because it's so hot there and humid that people aren't really playing um, volleyball year round. Got it. So it's, um, it, it is, uh, it was a little funny that we got down there. It didn't turn out as we wanted to be. And you want to just briefly like explain uh, what exactly CrossNet is, uh, the concept of it. Uh, just, just if you were to describe to someone who asked like, what is CrossNet? Oh yeah, we get we get asked this question a hundred times a day. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure you got the answer down pat at this point. Yeah, so CrossNet is the world's first Foursquare volleyball game. Um, we took a recess childhood game, if you guys know Foursquare, and we brought it to, um, I guess, life again, but we put it in the air. So volleyball combined with Foursquare, um, you play to 11 and you have to win by two points. There's four squares, one, two, three, four. You want to make it to the Foursquare and score your 11 points. Um, if you mess up, go to the back of the line. Very nice. That's awesome. I feel like I would really enjoy that on the beach. I would too. I'd do that in Miami for yeah. the humidity. <laughs> it guys- is fun. It's a fun game. Um, a lot of a lot of us prefer actually on the grass. Um, mm. I think during the beach, it can get really hot sometimes because you're moving a lot around a lot. Got it. Familiar with playing volleyball though, um, you're, you'll be good. Yeah. Yeah, brilliant idea. And and how much do you guys sell it for right now? So we're selling at 150 right now. Very nice. Uh, I just want to take, take it back to like when you guys first launched the, the, the idea. So obviously it was the three of you. How did you guys each, I mean, you, each of you have, have your own unique skill sets to bring to the table, um, what you're good at, what you're not good at. How did you guys kind of divide everything up at first? Like was it kind of attack everything together? What was everybody's kind of responsibilities from the very beginning once you guys? Yeah, so, so it started with um, me and Mike actually developing the cross net um, in my backyard. We went out as soon as that we thought of the idea. The next day we woke up immediately because we, we thought of the idea like 4 a.m. So <laughs> sleep, we woke up at 8 a.m., went to Walmart, and we bought two uh, badminton nets and we put them together and we cut them in half. We cut one in half and put them together against my shed and a tree. And the other one, normal, ended up just making the four square. So Mike is actually the engineer and design um, 
the the physical product because he went to school for that. So he's all, he knows his CAD, he knows everything. So he's a great engineer. And then when it was time to sell it, um, I needed to get uh, a brother and he's one of the best salesperson uh, people I can ever um, think about getting on for a team. So it, it ended up clashing very good. That's awesome. What, uh, what's some of the things that you guys have experienced so far uh, in terms of entrepreneurship? Cause a lot of people see it as this, you know, glitz and glamor lifestyle, you know, people see too much Instagram, the private jets. What are some things that, uh, behind the scenes barriers, uh, difficulties, some hurdles that you guys have kind of had to go through, uh, to get to where you are now? Yeah, absolutely. Um, everyone does think it's um awesome lifestyle, it, which it is. Don't get me wrong, but it's a lot of work. I wake up, I woke up at 8, 8 a.m. today and, and I'm still working and it's, it's four o'clock now, but I'll be working till 10 o'clock tonight. Um, we've, we've been through a lot and a lot of um, struggles fast, a lot faster than I think we can all anticipate, anticipate it on. Um, we definitely thought we would be here uh, fairly soon, but it, it happened. And um, we definitely weren't ready for some of the back orders we experienced. Um, so we got back ordered in the summer, which was not a good time to get back ordered. Mm. Um, so a lot of customers weren't happy. They had to wait two, three weeks um, even almost a month for the product, which wasn't good. So we had to fix that. Um, and now it's fixed and we have a lot of inventory in stock and we're ready to go for the holidays. Nice. What was your guys' uh, solution to that? Um, well, we just had to make a, a double order pretty much to make sure we weren't running out of stock. And cause we're all self-funded, our company self-funded, um, from the three of us. So we bootstrapped it and we, we made the right, um, statistical moves to, to make sure we weren't going to run into that issue again. Right on. What does uh, your future growth look like in terms of um, sales, employees? What are kind of your, your short-term and long-term goals with that? Yeah. So um, right now we're our first full year, we're probably going to hit around two mil. Uh, um, wow. So moving forward for the next year, we're going to definitely times to it. I'm confident in that. And then we're also <laughs> dropping a indoor version that is coming in two months. So we'll be expecting some sales from that end too. So we're seeing definitely a times, at least times three in growth, I would imagine. Damn. That's incredible. Wow. Were you, uh, were you kind of surprised that, that no one had come up with this, this idea already? Cause it's, I mean, it's cross of, of two common sports and it's a brilliant idea. And it's a game that I would love playing. Yeah. But. Yeah. It, it is very surprising that it wasn't brought to market yet. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, we, we, we are lucky <laughs> yeah. that no one has uh, really created this yet. So do you think you'll see people try to just uh, combine other games now? Do, wait, can you repeat that? Do you think you'll see people trying to uh, kind of mimic what you guys did, mix other games together or do you don't, do you think that won't happen? Uh, no, of course it's going to happen. Definitely. Don't mind <laughs> once we get bigger, um, we're prepared for that. And it's, that's it, a common uh, business um, thing that happens. Um, so we have to deal with that when it happens. <laughs> I don't know. I just think being on the beach is advantageous though. Like yeah. it's the beach. Yeah, for sure. Uh, another thing I was going to ask is like you said that everything kind of progressed a lot quicker than what you thought. Like what was your guys' initial intention of like where you were going to sell it? Uh, how did you guys kind of envision like the idea, like coming to life and gaining sales versus actually what, what happened? 
Um, so I guess we started pretty much on the social media side because that's where expertise was, especially. Um, we pushed it out. We did, had a great summer. And then the wholesalers started to roll in um, fa a lot faster than uh, I guess we anticipated. We locked in a nice deal with our, our friends over in Spreetail. Um, they're uh, a wholesale company in, in Nebraska. Um, we flew out there. We had a good weekend with them. Went to Little League World Series. And they off us, and now they um, ship them out to Walmart, Target, um, Home Depot, Amazon, eBay, you name it. Mm -hmm. Where are you guys seeing the most success at right now? Uh, through the wholesalers in the big, uh, big buck shops. We just landed a good deal with uh, Dick Sporting Goods, hopefully starting in the beginning of quarter one. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And if you guys are in the Midwest, uh, we, we've been in Shields, their big uh, retail store in the, in the Midwest, and we're in all their locations. Shields. I don't think I'm familiar with that store. Yeah. Are, are there any in Indiana? Uh, I would have to check our store locator. There's, there's like about 30 of them or something, but we're in all the stores, and they, they started setting the shelves, and we were like, we were not ready for like, we didn't think we'd actually sell that. So they, they called us back and they're like, yo, you crossed that sold. And we're like, okay, we got to re up then. What, uh, what's that like going, um, you create your own business. You're not sure if it's going to sell. I mean, you were confident in it, but, uh, you didn't know if they'd sell in that store. What's it like now seeing that you're projected to do 2 million, um, very early on? Um, I guess it's, it's pretty cool. Um, I was, we were, we all anticipating this though. We, we knew this was going to happen. We wouldn't have done this okay. and stuck with it and worked hard without this happening. Uh, sure. So we're, we're just anticipating to, to get the work now and, and triple quadruple it. And by four years, we'll be one of the biggest sports in the world. Right on. That's awesome. So is goal like get it to the Olympics? So if, has that ever crossed your mind? Things like that, or oh, of course, of course, yeah. We get comments all the time. Oh, this should be an Olympic sport and stuff. It's definitely pretty cool, and, and that that would be wonderful to see. I think our short term goal is to get into the, all the physical education classrooms around the world, not even in the United States, but bring these to South America, bring them to Europe. Let's let's get these in all the gym classes around the world in the curriculum, and then volleyball use is great too. People can learn um, the bump set spike. There's a lot of aspects to this, and a lot of um, target demographics we can reach i didn't even think about doing it in like phys ed yeah or like make it like high school sports yeah like that how does how, how would that process work i mean is it just a matter of like reaching out to the different schools is there a, an organizational body you have to go through how do you guys i mean how do you think that'll work as you guys go get into that yeah yeah so we actually started off with our first kind of major deal was with a company called in their catalog so every gym teacher gets a catalog and they see all new uh, sports equipment toys games and they purchase from this catalog um we were very honored to be a part of the catalog last year in 2018 even though we weren't even we were in our premature stages so those those definitely help for wholesalers and they and uh, gym teachers and, and they reach out to us now um on, on the regular every day we get a gym teacher that's interested and they just put it in their curriculum so you've gotten a lot of attention from them specifically. Uh, so that's why you're going after that next. Yeah. So we, we've definitely, we've been in over 500 schools right now and we want to get that to 50,000. Okay. So where are most of them located or are they kind of scattered everywhere? They're, they're scattered everywhere, which is the cool part. Um, we receive sales 
what in in places where it's snowing right now and it's it's i'm not sure if they're going to play in the snow or if they're going to <laughs> Or save it for a Christmas gift and, or give it to the kid in the, in the summer. We're not sure. Um, we still are. This is our first full year. So this seasonality spike that's uh, currently happening right now is, is definitely impacting us in, in uh, some sales in the Northern hemisphere, but they, they're still ordering. So it's, it's great. <laughs> that's awesome. What genius idea to get in schools. Yeah. The growth potential is, is crazy. hundred percent. Cause anything that gets people active I mean, yeah, you can always push fun. the health health aspect. Yeah, it's fun. A lot of we've heard a lot of gym teachers uh, have kind of makeshift this into a huge um, volleyball net, like uh, four squares, but they made it huge for like ten kids in each square. So we've heard mm-hmm. of that before, and it, it it was cool to hear that that they actually did that. So it gave us a lot of, well, I guess, hope and light to push in that in that direction. Yeah. Um, did you guys have to make any like pivots in the actual product at first? Like, oh yeah, was, yeah. What 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 did that yeah. look like? Yeah, yeah. So the game is it may look like a great structure to learn. You're looking at it from afar, but there's a lot of that goes into it. That um, our Mike, our engineer, actually had to keep developing, developing, getting te- samples, samples, and it, it takes a while to produce these. Um, whether it was the tension strings to hold it up upright because if you put one side at a different angle, the other side's going to collapse or just the, the outer boundaries or the netting. It, there's a lot of that goes into it. You have to make sure it's is taut and, and strong that you have the best gameplay possible and you don't want it sagging. So we've switched a lot. We have changed a lot and we continue to um, change the product in minimal ways that no one, the customers won't notice. And obviously we don't want that to happen, mm-hmm. but it, changes do occur and they will continue to occur as we develop the game and it keeps getting better and better so it's good process improvement so um, how many t- how many times do you think uh you guys have modified it or did you guys modify it at first like you said getting samples and samples how many times do you think it went back and forth yeah so between um uh, the modifying the actual game and between the box and the cover art the pamphlets uh, dozens of times 10 20 <laughs> times um, we had one time we went in our first store we went into was actually in Shields in uh, Utah. We went for a snowboard trip and we're like, Oh, we're in Shields out here. So let's go check it out. We walked in, we saw our game. The box was on the shelf. We were really pumped. And then I was like a little discouraged because the box wasn't up to standard with like normal games. So I was like, yo, we mm. need to change this immediately. We have to get more brighter color, new photos. So we changed our box late, later that weekend. Um, so that, that's, 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 uh, example of a change we we do that people don't even notice yeah because that's putting yourself in the shoes of the customer because you may yeah. not see it the same way when you first produce the box and yeah exactly good. it's interesting you saw it just like needed to be more attractive more aesthetic yeah. it needed to pop a little more um so with, with the creation of of the the netting and and all the things that go into that the specs were there other when releasing a game is there anything uh, legality wise, like in terms of regulations or, or safety things that you have to abide by, or is it kind of a free for all with that? And yeah. So put your so warning label get, on the box. Now you have to put the warning label, of course, but you have to get product liability insurance, um, for sporting equipment like this, you need insurance that covers over a certain amount. Um, so if someone gets injured, they, they try to sue us. We're protected by our insurance. Okay. Yeah. So don't get hurt kids. <laughs> that's great 
And have you guys had any, like, I mean, it's been the three of you from the beginning. Have you guys had any like guidance or, or external help or has there anybody who's been like extremely influential for you guys as you've gone through this or how's that looked in terms of going out and reaching, reaching out for help? Yeah, we, we definitely get guidance. Um, I wouldn't say like crazy guidance. Um, we don't have like this one mentor we go to ask the questions, he answers them. No, it's not like that. We're pretty self uh, in-house and we, we solve all the problems in-house too. If we have any um, legal questions, we have uh, people that we, we reach out to to help on that aspect because that's where we lack. Mm-hmm. So I would say it, we're, we're pretty much we're pretty much the go-getter sister. Yeah. And you said it's, it's self-funded. Um, when I was reading the article on you guys, it said that you guys at one point rented out space to other businesses in a warehouse. Is, is, that, how did, is, that, is that what happened? Yeah. So we, we own a fulfillment center in, in Connecticut where, where it started. And okay. we shipped CrossNets out of there. We also uh, shipped other companies' products to help help fund the 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 rent for the warehouse. Okay. And did you got you three operated that just yourselves, or did you have other people that you hired to do that? No, it's that's in house too. Okay, gotcha. And is it just you three now still, or do you have any other employees besides you three? No, just us in house. <laughs> wow. Because because you guys have been going at it for about a year now, right? Uh, about a year and a, a little over a year and a half. This is our first full year, though. We didn't really start selling until the beginning of October, I would say, of last year. So we're, we're okay. a little over a year. Yeah, that's very, I mean, I got to applaud you guys. That's very impressive for, for getting that many sales in such a short amount of time with just a team of three. Like you guys, you guys definitely get, had, it, had it figured out or, or still, still have it figured out. So that's awesome. Yeah, I appreciate that. We still continue to learn something new that needs to get done. and. There's a thousand things I have to do after we get off this uh, podcast. <laughs> yeah. uh, what's one of the things that, that you had to learn where you never thought you'd have to go through? So like when we started doing the podcast, we ended up getting our own equipment after using the space we were in. And uh, like I never thought how much we'd have to learn about audio. So do you have, what kind of those experiences did you have along, along this journey? That's a good question. I would say, I mean, we were really, in, we were ready for everything, but what, guess took us off guard is the customs um importing a product uh, from a different country and then just the time of it 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 could take a while to produce a game produce the product Um, so that our turnaround time of getting our inventory could take up to two months so it was very tricky and i don't we were not from like if we we said that from the beginning we weren't ready for that so that that was our major problem yeah 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 things just you had to learn and don't see Mm-hmm. but that's cool that you, you experienced that and realized you had to troubleshoot and get out of it. Um, so it's always fun to hear how, how entrepreneurs end up just kind of working through that, that uneven ground. So w- when, when you guys were still working on this on the side of your full-time jobs prior, how long roughly was that when you were doing both before you finally went into CrossNet full-time? Um, well, I was always working CrossNet full time. Mike, okay. Mike just Mike was in school, I believe, uh, and then he finished school, so then he's full time. My brother actually was uh, worked at Uber, he, uh, not driving. He was a, a manager of uh, Uber Eats, and he was a he was a great salesman. So we needed him to shift his focus from that company to ours, and eventually it did. And that I think that was 
the end of the last year. So going into the holidays of last year. Okay. Yeah. Wow. It's pretty quick. Right around there. Yeah. It happened fast. So yeah. We needed to make moves and uh, you got to sacrifice yeah, to get to where, where you want to get. Fair enough. That's it. Greg, how old are you? I'm 25. Okay. And did you, did you ever, I mean, you said you've been working this full time. Did you ever have, uh, I mean, did you, did you go to college or did you have any professional work experience before this or did you just jump into this from the beginning? Yeah. So I went to Eastern Connecticut State University, um, right down the road from UConn. Um, I had some prior experience on e-commerce and, and online stuff. So I do Instagram stuff. I run another business on the side. And then when I was younger, I worked for on a company called Portlight. Shout out Nate Hirsch. Um, we we drop shipped Amazon products. Um, mm. We had a big Amazon company, and we would drop ship. So it, that was when I was in high school. So mm. I've been I've been on the computer working computer stuff for a minute now, and this is this is my baby now. <laughs> nice. What's uh What's your side gig? Is that social media or is that something different? Yeah, it's it's social media. So we okay. have a, a like it's pretty much agency. I guess we can we can make people's websites, um, follower growth, you name it. We we do anything your company needs. Um, that we don't really like. That's not our like. That's not a side gig. It's like if someone needs help, we'll do it for you. You know what I'm saying? Oh, got you. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know if it's just like extra cash. <laughs> what type of products were you uh, drop shipping when you were on Amazon? Uh, baby. T- you said baby, baby cribs. toys yeah baby cribs uh <laughs> that was fun those are fun times just a lot of baby toys holidays are crazy we would just list products and and we just make the, the profit margin of uh of listing it on a uh different platform so yeah i don't i don't think you can do that anymore on amazon like that so we right, got in guys, we got out yeah you guys were kind of on it like the, the trend before it even started because that's that's around when not a lot of people were doing it but i feel like a lot more people are doing it now so yeah now, with you guys' marketing, do you do any uh, like Facebook ads, things like that, or is it a lot more Instagram? No, we do. So Facebook is Instagram, owned by Instagram. So we run Facebook. Oh, I forgot they bought them. Yeah, we run Facebook IG ads. Uh, we're just getting into YouTube ads. So if you're on YouTube, you'll see us soon. Uh, Google ads. So if you type in volleyball, we'll pop up. Um, you you name it. Uh, Twitter, everything, every okay. platform. Cool. So I guess what's the biggest thing you've learned about yourself through all this, through starting this business? Anything that, I mean, you, you found out about yourself that maybe you didn't know before or anything that you've developed as a person through doing this? It's a good question. I've not been asked that one yet. <laughs> as a person, I, I guess make sure you have enough time on your hands to focus about the, around with the loved ones around you and your family, friends, make sure you don't lose focus on that. Um, stay on track with your business, but don't get too caught up because you got a life to live too. Mm-hmm. You got to put in the long hours, but you don't want to forget about the people that, that you've known yeah. your whole life. So I get that. Exactly. What's your, what's your way of kind of balancing that and making sure that stays in, in check? Uh, my girlfriend and my dog. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right on. Yeah. Um, it, it's, it is difficult. Um, I'm always on my phone constantly. Um, people around me know that I have to do that and I do it, but I, I try to, once the day cools off, kind of like a nine to five, I'm trying to transition to doing the stuff as if someone had a nine to five to get off work. 
but then I'll get back to work at night. So I have a few hours to myself a day. Okay. Yeah. And I guess what, what advice would you give to someone who is, who's looking to start a business? They're, they're involved in like a job they don't like or involved in something that they're not sure about. And what advice would you give to someone who has an idea and is thinking about starting a business? Cause you had your idea and you three had the courage to launch it. So what advice would you give to someone who's in those same shoes? Yeah. Uh, my advice to someone that's not sure about it is not, don't do it. If you're not sure about it, don't, don't do it. If you're positive about it, quit your job, save your money, roll with it. If you have confidence in something, if you believe something's going to sell, then it will. It, it doesn't matter what it is. It, any product, anything, if you're confident in it, you can make it happen. So that, and that's a fact. Was there a, Greg, was there a moment when it was like, whether it was a certain number of sales or, or something different where it kind of hits you like, Hey, we, we really got something going on here. Yeah. I wouldn't say it was a sales uh, number. I guess it, it would probably be landing a deal with, with the big box uh, retailers uh, shields and we knew we knew Walmart target were next. So we're still waiting again in, in house for those after the holidays. Um, but we, we knew definitely from working with the big, big guys over there in the Midwest, yeah. they showed a lot of love um, off the get. Okay. That's cool. When, when it's like, wow, it is, it's happening. Like it, it is this close. Cause it's real. And like the, the game itself, like, why do you think it's going to be like unique from other games? Cause obviously there's a lot of games that get invented and get put on shelves and definitely not a lot of businesses have had the growth that you've had in, in a span of a year. Um, I mean, apart from just the idea, like, can you, can you attribute the uniqueness to something or can you explain like why you've been successful in su such a short amount of time? Um, yeah, I think it's because one, it, it is different. So when you set this up and you, and you're playing outside and outdoors, people walk past it and, and they, they just sit there and watch and they're like, well, what is this game? They'll set, take photos and they'll Snapchat it, Instagram story it you name it and, and there'll be a line of 20 people sometimes waiting to play. And it's like, sometimes me and my friends just want to play. <laughs> and like, there's like 10 <laughs> kids in line, like, all right, we got to let them play. It's our game. But, um, yeah, going back off the question. Uh, um, yeah, it's, I guess in, in, be it. And, and it's really like, you're like, what, what is this game? It's so unique. And, and we brought back a recess game that everyone knows. Everyone knows yeah. Foursquare. Um, everyone loved Foursquare when you're in middle school, or elementary school. You would run to the Foursquare because you want to be the king and you want to stay there until lunch. Um, so we brought that back to life. People already know what it is. They already loved it. Um, they still love it once they see it again. So it comes back and they're like, oh, shit. I, oh, they can't swear in there. Um, oh, you're good. <laughs> oh, yeah. Everything goes here. You can say whatever you want, man. Uh, yeah, they see it and, and uh, they they love it again, and they they see that it's a, a volleyball edition. So they like to like like jump. They're older now; they can jump. They can hit over the net. They can spike their friends. Uh, it's a fun game. Yeah, now that's a good point because a lot. I mean, a lot of ventures are successful. The ones that can take like an old concept or like a retro concept and combine it with something new, like you see with TV shows. But you guys also did it with like a game, and it's one of those games that like with with Foursquare and with in CrossNet it doesn't exclude anybody. Like you said, like anybody can just come up and join the line and just jump in and 
and try to defeat the person who's in the, the king square, if you will. Yeah. When we were, funny story, when we were first starting um, testing our model in, uh, in, out in California, this kid from Brazil, he was probably like eight years old, nine years old. He went in and he destroyed us. Absolutely killed us <laughs> at our own game. And we're like, what? what? So we were like, we were, we were shook from that. So we realized this game is for anyone. Like a 10 year old beat us. And then the following month we played with like an 82 year old lady. Um, <laughs> so anyone can play you're, you're older people, younger kids, um, teenagers, even the, the adults, like you and I, um, it's fun. It gets aggressive too. If you're, if you're playing for <laughs> play, some dinner, that's what we do. Yeah. I can only, and it's, high, it's high, height adjustable too. So you can, there's height adjustable for kids age. Um, for female height and then male height. Oh, okay. oh, that's perfect. That's nice. And uh, Greg, I gotta ask, who who's the better crossnut player between the, oh, the three founders? You, Mike, or Chris? <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> Definitely not Chris. Definitely not Chris. <laughs> Stick to sales, huh? <laughs> that's funny. Uh, Tim, you got anything else for uh, for Greg? Uh, I don't think so. I think we covered a lot of it. I know, Greg, I know you have a, a, a busy rest of your night probably. I mean, we, we, the goal of this, we just wanted to, to hear a little bit more about just your motivations, anything in the extra that people don't know about. And yeah, I, 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 we really appreciate you coming on tonight. Yeah, man. It's, it's, it's fun. That's why we kind of tag people that we talk about. That's like just super unique and interesting stories or business and, uh, we were like, well, maybe we'll hear from them. Maybe we won't. It's happened with a few other people. So it was fun to kind of see you guys show some love and then get this rolling. So, yeah, thank you so much, man. Yeah, and I appreciate it for you guys too. It means a lot of uh, anyone reaching out to us. and any showing, Anyone showing interest in our game, um, playing it, talking about it, means the world to us. 100%. Great. Sounds good. All, All right, man. Guys, appreciate it. Yep, thank you. Have a good night. Yep.